members of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing actual relationships. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. Christina Ellis, number one best-selling author and Ramsey personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions. Open phones, 888-825-5225. Stevens in Mount Pleasant, Iowa. Hi, Stephen. How are you? I'm good, Dave. Uh, first, I want to say thanks for everything you do. Uh, we spent just over two weeks in the NICU, and if I had to worry about money while I was there, I don't know what I would have done. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> NICU, um, NICU so, is both the most glorious and scary uh experience you can have at the same time isn't it yeah it was the 15 days was the longest three years of my life yeah Uh, you don't you don't know you don't believe there's (laughs) angels on earth maybe you just need to visit the people working in there yeah they were all real great but um so i was a question um we found out that my little girl um has down syndromes and um some of these kids are able to go off to college and some of them aren't and we won't know her abilities until she's closer to that age and we didn't know what the best way to save for her college is mm-hmm. or her future i guess yeah, yeah okay uh in your name just just keep building mutual funds in your name and you can just have one or two mutual funds that are just nicknamed uh, little girls college fund but they're in your name okay and you're in control okay. of it and you're, it's just going to be a taxable event. Um, but uh, And then you've got all kinds of choices because you can do whatever you need to do or want to do. Okay. Big old, so big old pile of money. But, but I don't want to put them into an account sure. that if she is, if her abilities are uh, borderline functional, okay? Like she uh-huh. is functional, but barely. And someone could take advantage mm-hmm. of her, and all of a sudden, five hundred thousand bucks drops into her name at twenty-one years old. Nah, don't want that. Okay. Right. Uh, and so, yeah. and and if she's if she's really doing great, and she's going to be able to, uh, you know, be independent, then um, then you can move some money into her name once you know that. Like you said, uh, uh, okay. when she's in her twenties or whatever, that's okay. Yeah. You'll be able to do that. But I, I'm just going to keep control of it in her best interest okay the other thing you're going to do is um you're going to set up in your will a special needs trust Mm -hmm. that is formed upon the death of both you and your wife okay and the money that goes into that trust is set up to take care of her the rest of her life Okay. And you name a beneficiary. So and you name, just, she's the beneficiary, okay. and you name a, a trustee to manage that. You give detailed instructions on how you want that money handled. And I'm guessing you don't have a half million dollars to plump down in that today if you died. So you're going to assign part of your term life insurance to that special needs trust. All right. So the beneficiary of your current, some of your current term insurance is going to be changed uh, to where like half million bucks or something drops in there, whatever the, whatever the figure is. Up only upon your death, right, and the death of your spouse. Yeah. So, so it's really the contingent beneficiary is what it amounts to. On your life insurance, you have a uh, your wife would probably be your beneficiary, but in the event of yeah, both of is. your deaths, who gets it? 
and that's where you would split it up. So in our case, we didn't have special needs kids, but just minor children. We had a family trust that would have been formed when we had minor children upon both of our deaths, uh, and it that family trust had a name as a part of the will, and it was the contingent beneficiary. So Sharon was the beneficiary on my life insurance, but if both of us died in a you know plane wreck or whatever, then the contingent beneficiary goes to into that trust to be taking care of the minor kids. The only difference in that trust and your special needs trust is your special needs trust will go throughout the entire life of your daughter, where the minor children's trust would have just been until they reached whatever age we wanted to release it to them as adults. Okay. So this one's more in perpetuation than a traditional family trust is. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Yeah. So get your wills done and laid out. Get get the contingent beneficiary where you're funding the care of her and then later on you know uh 20 years from now you may have just the money in a mutual fund and you say this mutual fund funds her special needs trust and you don't need life insurance assigned to it does that make sense yes but that way she's got care perpetually uh the financial care she'll need and of course you're going to arrange uh other custodial issues as well depending on uh you know how, how she progresses how she develops so uh you have uh, you have a rare privilege, my friend. Um, Down's kids are an incredible joy. Uh, they are. I never met uh, one that wasn't just the sweetest person on the planet. Big old hearts. Yeah. Hey, Dave. In a situation like this, would it be wise if he has other kids to potentially save into five twenty nine as well, since it can be transferred to siblings? You could, yeah, you could, and you're the custodian, so you're controlling that. That 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 might even be a better plan. I didn't think of that. Or just an option. But the uh, the other thing is the problem is the 529 is um, be transferred to other siblings, but it has to be used for education. Mm-hmm. And we haven't. It, let's say that she doesn't go to school, but still needs the money. Yeah, you can't get it out of the 529 for that. That's true. So you got to I'm on. I'm just gonna keep it in my name. But that's a that's a valid strategy. But the problem is you can't access it if something happens, if, mm. if she doesn't go to school. And she is going to need financial support. Right. Uh, perpetually of some kind. Because uh, depending on, again, the, the severity uh, of what she's facing on the development side. But um, wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, all right. Open phones at 888 That's a reminder for everyone. Uh, Listening, if you don't have your will, mm. you get a will done. Yes. And it's also so good. He's being such a great dad thinking about this early and making a plan. I know, obviously, coming out of the NICU and going through everything you just did is pretty traumatic and intense. And just that's a great way to channel that energy thinking through, you know, mm-hmm. how are we going to walk this out? How are we going to set her up for success in the best way possible? Yeah, exactly. It's, um, um, you know, start start planning and laying all that out. And then that relieves that portion of your brain that worries about those things don't have to worry about that i can now concentrate on just her care right and her development just being her dad because i don't have th- that's done one less thing you know it's old forrest gump thing one less thing one you know? less thing one less thing to worry about because you did it because you check check the box you got it done and i gotta tell y'all the wealthy people that i meet that have immense financial peace in their wealth they're not dysfunctional they do detailed estate plans. And it's it's A, because you want to keep the government's hands off of it. B, so that the money that you've worked so hard for goes the direction you think is best. 
And C, one less thing. Yeah. One less thing to think about. I don't think about it anymore. Box checked. There you go. This is The Ramsey Show. I want to tell you a true story. I got a letter from Fran in Virginia once. She and her husband, Gary, were loaded down with debt. They decided to get serious and worked for over two years to pay off $65,000. They were able to buy their dream home. Gary had just started a new job and things were looking really good. Six months later, Gary unexpectedly died. Wow. Tears my heart out. Besides the grief and shock, Fran had no income, was on her own, and her Social Security benefits couldn't pay the mortgage. Talk about feeling lost and alone. The only good part of this story is that Gary had term life insurance through Xander, so Fran was able to deal with her grief without being overwhelmed with money issues. Sad story, but I share it with you to make a point. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Having life insurance is what responsible people do for their families. It's why I tell you every day to go to Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. How many times have you found yourself saying one day... When you're thinking about a goal you have. One day I'll be able to buy a house. One day I'll be happy with my career. One day I won't have to battle with anxiety. Uh, That's called kicking the can down the road, boys and girls. Stop waiting around. Whatever your one day is, let's get with it. That's why we created Smart Conference. Smart Conference is the one-day event, oddly enough, where we tackle all areas of your life. And, guys, let's face it, we could all use that kind of boost right now. You're going to hear from the nation's top thought leaders on money, career, mental health, relationships, marriage, leadership. The event is hitting the road. It will be in Dallas, Texas on Saturday, October 22nd. It is 64% sold out. That means if you want a ticket, you should get one before they're gone. This is a limited commodity. They're on the Platinum is sold out. The VIP is sold out. Uh, general access passes are $39. These are best-selling authors, world-class speakers, number one best-selling authors like Rachel Cruz, Dr. John Deloney, Ken Coleman, George Campbell, Christina Ellis to my right. I'll be speaking. Uh, Craig and Amy Groeschel from Life Church will be talking about marriage. And uh, this is a world-class event. This is an event that I sit in the audience and take notes. I want to hear what these people have to say about their given areas and uh, it'll be about six or eight thousand folks in the arena it will be booming it's going to be a day long event you will leave it's the smart conference so you will leave smarter (laughs) gonna work this is your first one to do it's my first one my first ramsey live event all right so how nervous are you for that oh gosh (laughs) are you i I mean you get nervous you don't seem nervous on stage six to eight thousand people that's a lot of people well there's no more than 800 i mean it's the same you spoke in front of staff meeting the other day that's 1200 people you weren't nervous at all 
<laughs> if you were if you were your cool hand luke i'm just saying <laughs> good nobody knew <laughs> i like that i was standing on stage beside you i didn't know you were nervous <laughs> if you were nervous but no, I, I i think i think it's gonna be great and we're excited to have you join the lineup it's gonna be very very good so get your tickets ramseysolutions.com slash events ramseysolutions.com slash events do not miss this folks a lot of times you need your batteries charged let me just tell you what happens here okay this is not just information information doesn't fix your life inspiration does not fix your life inspiration without solid information is just a wisp in the wind right it's just gone information without inspiration is boring as crud and you won't activate on it you have to put the two together so you're going to laugh all day long you're going to hear great storytelling all day long you're going to hear world-class communicators that know how to take information and inspiration, weave them together, and cause you to come, cause you to leave there and activate. And that's that's what this is about. And the other thing that happens that people have forgotten about and kind of should remember after the pandemic shutdown, the economic shutdown. Uh, you remember when we were flattening the curve, and now we have no idea why we did that. But yeah, I remember that. And so, um, yeah. People all being in the room, all ready to learn, all ready to do something, They uh, there's energy that comes off of that that's yes. very real. And it's like going to your favorite sporting event, right? You go, you know, go watch your football team and everybody's cheering. You leave energized from that. And this is uh, the only difference is you're not cheering for someone else's success here. You're cheering for your success. And it, it's it's exhilarating it really is our question of the day comes from blinds.com find out for yourself why blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings you get free samples free shipping and with the new promos they run every month you'll save even more use the promo code ramsey and you'll get the best possible deal today's question comes from katie in mississippi i'm a women's basketball coach at a large college the topic of financial literacy came up in conversation with one of our freshmen yesterday our team of 18 to 23 year olds is in a unique position to graduate with no student debt they get monthly scholarship checks additional cost of attendance money academic incentive money and whatever deals they acquire some of these young ladies are making serious bank and i'd love to set them up to succeed do you have any insights that would help our players maximize their financial opportunities during their college years? Oh, I love that question. Well, I think just the fact that you're already talking about this is awesome. You know, so many students in college, they don't have conversations with adults about money. I know that's shocking. It seems like we use it every day. We should have these conversations, but I hear it all the time. Why did no one tell me about these basic financial concepts and how to prepare myself for the future? So the fact that you are having this conversation right now and wanting to set them up for success is huge. Lean into that. Now, of course, we talk about budgets a lot around here. So just even helping them set up a budget because a lot of these students, you said they're making bank. That's a lot of money for 18 to 23 year olds to deal with and figure out. So helping them figure out what a budget is, you know, get them set up with every dollar our budgeting app and help them figure out where that money needs to go. Also, an emergency fund is always going to be useful if they can start having that money set up as a, you know, aside for any emergencies that pop up. I know a lot of their stuff is covered right now, but especially as a college athlete, things can happen. You know, they could get injured. There could be, you know, for some reason they could lose a scholarship or a deal. So having that money set aside while it's fruitful right now is going to be great. And then, of course, talking about their future, help them understand why 
it's important to not just spend that money right now. Like it's great that it's coming in, but why is it important to save? You know, why is it important to build your emergency fund? And then, you know, as they get towards graduation, thinking about, do they want to get a master's degree? You know, they need to start thinking about retirement. Do they want to buy a house? So helping them cast that vision at this point in their lives is going to be so helpful. Yeah, absolutely. If you're smart, you'll have them, you'll call and have Christina Ellis come speak to them. Um, and that'll be a good basis for kicking this off. Uh, the, uh, I'm not coming, but she would. And so, um, the, uh, um, my, my calendar's just completely blown up already through about this time next year. But the, uh, but it's important that you get information in front of them and you might put them through financial peace university. But at the end of the day, if you can somehow through some process, you teaching them as a coach, um, and, you know, just pull them aside and go, okay, today we're doing an hour and we're going to talk about this. But the principles are this. <clears throat> what we don't want, and it's the problem with the with the NIL money that's going on. Uh, it's, it, I've talked to several uh, head football coaches have already contacted me that are friends of mine in, in D1, and they got kids getting, you know, a million bucks, three million bucks, five million bucks in D1 football. And I doubt girls basketball is getting that much, but they may be getting something. Uh, with the NIL monies out there, the name, image, and likeness money that's available. It's, 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 uh, they went from college athletes couldn't get $5 to now they're millionaires, you know, and it's just nuts. So, um, and, and they're scared. The, the coaches are, athletic directors across the nation are scared to death the damage this is going to do to these kids. Wow. Uh, it should be a blessing. But, I mean, just look at an NFL player and you can, you know, what do you got? 78% of them are bankrupt uh, within four years of leaving the league. 78%? Is that bizarre? That's bizarre. Wow. No, that's not right. 78% are disabled. The bankruptcy rate is 4X, the national average. It's four times. You're four times more likely to go bankrupt if you're an NFL player than the average person. Dang, that's painful. And because what do they do? They, They do stupid on steroids. They get money coming out their ears, and they go bananas. And if you can't do it at 23 years old... When you're a second round draft pick, you sure as crap can't do it when you're 18 years old mm. without somebody coming alongside you, putting their arm around your shoulder and kicking your little butt. And that's what needs to happen here. And lovingly, this coach is asking that in a very nice way. She cares about her students' welfare. And that's great. What a great coach. So thank you, Katie, for being that person. Now, here's what I would tell them. If you can get it, if you can get this through their little heads, they got a chance. Okay. They need to lay out a game plan where a percentage formula is applied to every dollar that comes in. I'm going to set aside X for generosity, Y percent for future investment, and Z percent for spending. And I'm not going to spend more than the amount I set aside. So you give them some money to spend and enjoy the money that they're making, but the vast majority of it is invested and set aside for their future. And that way they don't wake up at 32 years old and want to kick their little 18-year-old self's butt later. And so that that's, God, man. So, yeah, you've got to have them lay out some boundaries so they don't live with that horrible taste of regret in the back of their tongue the rest of their life. This is The Ramsey Show.
Christina Ellis, number one best-selling author, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions, Jazz and Cassie are with us. Hey, guys, welcome. Hi, Dave. Hey. How are you doing? Good to have you guys. Where do y'all live? We live in Fresno, California. Oh, great. Cool. Welcome to Nashville. Thank and you, all the way you. here to do a debt-free scream, how much have you paid off? We've paid off $446,000. Cool. Wow. And how long did this take? It's about nine and a half years. Very cool. And your range of income during that time? We went starting at about 150000 and then up to about two sixty-five. Very cool. What do you all do for a living? He's a uh, bus driver, mm-hmm. and I'm an engineer, civil engineer. Ah, very good. Good. So nine and a half years, 446000 Is that your house? Yes. You paid off your house. <laughs> You're weirdos. <laughs> Way to go, weirdos. I love you. Dave, we did something more weird than that. What'd you do? We paid off two houses. Two houses? <laughs> well, you're double weirdos. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What's the other one? A rental or? A rental. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. So what's this house worth? So our house right now is worth about $600,000, our primary house, mm-hmm. and then we have the rental that's paid for as well. We have a second rental that uh, what we inherited, so that was a booster. What are they worth? They're about 400000 So just in real estate alone, you're millionaires? Yes, sir. In, in Way real- to go! <laughs> <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. How much in investments? In investments, it's uh, about a half a million and 1.5 in real estate. Okay. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I love you amazing all right somewhere around a decade ago you learned something about the ramsey way how did you get connected to the ramsey way it was uh through my dad and um and it's hard for me because in 2016 he passed away uh my dad was 100 percent blind uh he was hit and killed by a car but i can still remember when we first started this dave ramsey plan uh my dad uh when being a city bus driver i was driving buses and i had split shifts and so when i would go uh to their house during the split shift he would have dave ramsey play on an am station i'd be like dad turn that stuff off i ain't trying to hear all that turn that off <laughs> and so about five years happened of that and it's all god's timing where uh i heard something that caught my attention and from that point forward we started just you know we we're uh i was all in at the time yeah Okay. Do you I remember was not what it, do so you remember? much. Wait a minute. Do you remember what it was that caught your attention? No, I wish I did. A lot of people have asked me that. Okay. But. All right. So, sorry about that, Cassie. What, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, I was slower to the table. Uh-huh. It was like, who is this Dave guy living in our house? I do not know who he is. I don't I even know. like him. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? I make good money. I want to spend, spend, spend. But it was, it was contagious. And uh, Financial Peace University was the game changer for me. Went and attended at my church and was just encouraged that everybody was there trying to make their life better and it's yeah. it's definitely been life-changing and I, I i can't say enough about that program and just how it brought me to the table to really um support my husband and be in it all all in yeah. all in at that moment well that's definitely the way to learn the ramsey way now the uh uh, how long ago did you go through Financial Peace University? It was about nine and a half years oh, okay. ago. That's, what, that's when it kicks the whole thing off. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Oh, that's the final bow, that, and then here we go. Game on. That's yeah. right. Okay. Very cool. And what's the name of your church? It's Cross City Christian Church in Fresno. Very good. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So once y'all are on this journey, there's a little bit of hesitation to start, but once you were on it, you were on it. What did it look like? What did y'all do to get out of debt? Um, but uh, the way it started for us, we were already uh, doing smart things with our money. We were already on baby steps four, five, and six. And so 
from listening to the show, I'd seen so many people talk about gazelle intensity in Baby Step 2, and I wanted to feel that. And so what we did was be pretty much gazelle intense and where we made, uh, like David Bach talks in his book, Automatic Millionaire, about making everything automatic. That's what we did. And we set aside 5000 uh, a month for 54 months to knock out our house. And then we were comfortable. And uh, But the key for us was making everything automatic. Yeah, That's awesome. Did people think you were crazy? Uh, yeah, um, some did. And some just, oh, that's nice. That's, that the, that's, that's the thing that you're doing. That's good, good for you guys. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I love that you just went gazelle intense to get this house paid off. That is a lot of money in real estate, y'all. That's yes. amazing. What he didn't say is he worked all day, every day for a very long time. So we didn't see him so that we could do all of that. And it was hard. It was hard, you know, uh, people going on vacation, people buying new cars. I had the same van for 12 years. It's like, oh, I'm tired of this van. I want a new van. Was it worth it? It was so worth it. It was so worth it. And we would do it all over again and, and in a heartbeat. Was it worth all the extra shifts, Jazz? Yeah, one of the uh, things was uh, I averaged several 30 days, 60 days straight. Uh, my record was 86 days straight. And it was a good thing. I love what I do. I love the people there. It was, it was a great experience. But you got to have your why in front of you. And uh, when you have that why, we have lots of, we had a poster board where we set our goals for the house originally. And then for the second house, we set up a rice and beans, like a thermometer jar that we could visually <laughs> see. Yeah. And you, when you set those type of goals, make it visual, it's life-changing to where it forces you not to quit and hold yourself accountable, especially when your kids are watching you. Yeah. For all the people who think, you know, I could never pay my house off, that's, that's an unattainable dream. What would you tell those people is the key to getting completely out of debt? Uh, I would say the key to getting out of debt is uh, a lot of people that I like to be coachable, teachable to, and I teach this plan to people, is I tell them, if you want to lose weight, you go to a, basically a physical gym to get physically fit. Well, in the financial world, then you should be going to a financial gym. And that's where I go to the financial gym, Dave Ramsey podcast and listen to Dave Ramsey show and listen to other self-help uh, or also read self-help and uh, spiritual based books to keep yourself focused because you got to stay strong and stay committed because the people that I've seen around me in this 10 year period that the majority of them that quit stopped watching the show, stopped doing the things that got them to where they were heading in that right direction. So that's key, I believe. Yeah, you guys played all the way through. Pretty cool. Now you don't have a single payment in the world. How's that feel? Amazing. Uh, definitely freedom like no other. Uh, I have people that I know, we all know that struggle. And it's it's just a freedom like you can't explain. You don't have to worry about during the pandemic. You didn't have to worry about what happens, what's going to happen if we, you know, lose our job. And it, it just brings a, a peace that is just indescribable. Yeah, I don't think you can... I mean, we, we try to talk about it and try to help people visualize how it feels and so forth. But but there is something that happens when that last payment goes out and you go, we're done. Yeah. Just, you just kind of have this moment. It's a physical reaction mm -hmm. for a lot of people. And me, it was. So way to go, y'all. Way to go. I'm proud Thank of you. you. Excellent, excellent job. Baby steps millionaires along the way, 100% debt-free, <laughs> times two, yeah. And two houses, yeah. You did two of everything, didn't you? <laughs> so uh, good good stuff, guys. Very, very well done. Very well done. So uh, we got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you, the book. We got a copy of Total Money Makeover for you. And the way you guys are uh, talking about this and evangelizing out there, you're going to let people know about it. And we'll give you a one-year membership to Financial Peace University, the new one. Uh, with the new videos with Dr. John Deloney, Rachel Cruz, 
George Camel, me. It's the best videos we've done on that course right now. And so, uh, but you can give that away, and you guys are givers, I can tell. You're going to be able to help a lot of people as you talk about this and, and plug in. We'll hand all that off to you. All right, bring the kiddos up. Let's introduce them, get their names and ages. So this is our son, Zachary. He's mm-hmm. 16. Mm-hmm. And this is Malaya. She's mm-hmm. 12. All right. Very good. Very good. Good job, guys. Excellent I think work. the other thing, Dave, that we didn't mention is knowing that we're setting these guys up on the right path, that that's the other thing that's just very encouraging as a parent to know that these guys know that debt is not okay and not to get themselves in in those types of situations. Yeah. And this kiddo, when he was in kindergarten, said that there was some kid talking about a credit card and he was, he got in trouble. I got a call from the office <laughs> saying, your son said credit cards are stupid. He used the S word. And I said, well, I can't really get him in trouble for that, right? So yeah. I, um, I, we I taught our son to speak the truth. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> yeah, I love I said, it. Just, you know, just maybe use a different word. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe not. That, that, was, right. pretty, that was pretty descriptive. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like it. <laughs> All right, Jazz and Cassie. Way to go, guys. Fresno, California, 446000 pay off baby steps millionaires times two nine and a half years making 150 to 265 count it down let's hear a debt-free scream to god be the glory three two one that is how it's done this is the ramsey show Christina Ellis, number one best-selling author, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Ben is with us. Ben is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hi, Ben. How are you? Good. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Yeah, so I just had a quick question for you, and um, that is, I'm getting a lot of financial aid uh, refund money, and I was wondering if I should go ahead and start paying off student loans with that money. Are you out of school? Uh, no, sir. I'm a senior and um, I finished getting my undergrad. Where is this refund money coming from? Did you get a bunch of scholarships this year? Yeah, so I got around $6,000 in scholarship and then I also got married um, two months ago. Um, so we got about, we got around 10000 apiece um, for, uh, as well. Okay. And the 6000 in scholarships, um, is that being used to cover tuition or is tuition? Mm-hmm covered yeah, already so, yeah so the um my tuition is actually only uh 3900 per semester so they split it up between the two and i'll be getting like uh 49 or 4700 back in uh per semester okay and how much money in student loans do you have right now um so my wife's the one that has student loans and she only has uh 11,000. and the only reason i even uh was calling too is because i know that the uh, 2000 of it is unsubsidized and I know that that accrues over um, like while you're still in school the interest accrues on that and I know there was a stop on it until August 31st. Has she so graduated? 
Uh, no, sir. She graduates with me next May as well. Okay. All right. What are you studying? Um, I'm actually doing accounting. Good. What about your wife? She's doing graphic design. Good. Okay. Great. Good job. All right. How are you all paying for your expenses right now? Because I know a lot of times that refund money is built into your package to pay for, you know, room and board and meals. Um, do you all have jobs? Like, how are you paying for your living yeah. expenses? So right now I'm an intern at a local accounting firm up in my school. Um, that's actually about to end. I'm about to actually pick up another job. Um, she's a server at Chili's. Um, and that's what we both are going to be doing during the school year. I love that. Good for you guys. Well done. All right. So here's the thing. The 12, the, uh, I'm sorry, the 10 months we have until you graduate in May, um, Mm -hmm. mathematically doesn't matter on interest accruing. Okay. What does matter is a brand new marriage, a senior year in school, and making sure that we get out of school with no debt. And so what I would do is park all the cash to the side in a simple savings account and forget it's there. Okay. And, and work your way and scholarship your way through the re- remainder of the year. If you end up with more cash, just pile it up over there. When you both graduate and land your jobs in May, June, and now we're setting off, uh, we're we're, cha- we're transitioning from college years to uh, to to the adult game. Then, right? When you make that transition and you have those jobs and that money's coming in, now you set your new budget up. And then you pull the money out of that account and you pay those student loans off that day. Okay. So one year from today. Okay. Pay them off then. Okay. And in the meantime, that cash, that big pile of cash, here's what it gives you. At number one, it's an insurance policy that you're going to finish school with no more debt. Agreed? Mm-hmm. No matter yes, what sir. happens, you can make it with no debt. Yeah. We know that. Okay. Now, the trick is to maximize your other stuff and not use any of it so that that money's free and clear next summer. Okay. But number one, it's an insurance policy. Here's the thing that you should get from it. If both of you are in agreement on this, you both should get a, a level of stress, a level of anxiety uh, removed because you're sitting on twenty-five, $30,000 over there. It ought to allow you to go, and that's a really cool thing to do in your first year of marriage to not have your back against the wall with somebody pointing a gun at your face right yes sir and this this is that relaxing thing and there's so there's a relational benefit you're going to study better you're going to work better at Chili's you're going to everything's going to be better because you don't have money worries yes oh what a relief what a strong foundation to start on and what a great job you all have done yeah They're, they're impressive And I love that his story highlights something that I think a lot of people don't realize about scholarships. So a lot of people think scholarships just cover tuition, that if you cover tuition, that's all you need. But most schools lay out their cost of attendance, which includes everything you need to go to school, meals, books, housing, transportation expenses. And you can get scholarships all the way up to cost of attendance. Therefore, you can get it to cover things like meals, books, and it'll come in the form of a refund check. Like he is getting a check cut to him by the school to pay for those other expenses. So it's really great to go for scholarships because it can pay for some of those outside expenses. You can't go over the cost of attendance, so you can't just win a bunch of scholarship money and go buy a car with it, but it will cover your living expenses as well if you get enough scholarship money. Yeah, excellent. Well done, well done, well done. Good job, guys. 
Open phones at 888-825-5225. Dan's in Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, Dan, what's up? David, hello. Hey, how can we okay. help? Okay, wife and I are going to have $800,000 on the 29th of this month. I hate it That's when that happens. Sale. Yeah, sale, sale of our home that we had paid off. We doubled our money in 24 months on that home. Good Lord. So wow. we feel very blessed. Um, we bankrolled three college educations over the last few years. Um, so we don't have a lot in retirement, only about 40 K. So the idea was we're going to downsize a little bit, maybe build or buy no more than 500 K and then have the extra 300. Um, just kind of want to know if, if that, that makes sense or should we be thinking, should we not buy at all? Should we rent? Just kind of want to get your feedback. No, you should buy. And that sounds like a good number. I like your number. What's your household you income? Like that? Yeah, what's your household income? Uh, it, it, it's 100 right now, David. Um, I, uh, I originate mortgages, so right now, you know, if things stay the same the way they are right now, there's no refi business. Yep. Uh, and with my agent business, you know, our, our household income is going to probably drop to 70, I'm guessing. Yeah, that would be um, at least, yeah. Yeah, so uh, with that in mind, uh, you think half million's okay? Yeah, you're paying cash then, for it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah if absolutely. you're paying cash for it, I'm and, in. And, and that leaves you 300 to put a, it, sit down with your Smart Vester Pro with a 300 and, you know, start some good mutual fund investing. How about some residual income, maybe a little $200,000 fixer that can be an Airbnb or a renter? What are your thoughts on that? Be fine. And that's going to leave me 100 in the bank. That's fine. Uh, you know, you're real you estate, like you're too? real estate people, but I wouldn't run my pro forma out based on Airbnb. Um, uh, I would Big run, money, I would run it out based on rental. If you want to run the Airbnb, that's fine, but that's unrealistic. That's not sustainable long-term for uh, a lot of reasons. Uh, number one, there's a lot of markets that are shutting down Airbnbs with zoning changes and law changes. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is HOA, yeah. HOA too. Yeah. yeah. HOAs are shutting them down. It's, it's, you know, it's really tight. That market's tightening up. And the second thing is it's a complete pain in the butt because you're dealing with a new yeah. tenant every 20 minutes, you know? And so you make a lot of money, but the hassle factor of it is legitimately a problem. So you, you know, you can go make some money for a few years with it, but you're going to get tired of it and rent it. <laughs> so, uh, I think, um, let me tell you how, how many Airbnbs I own. Zero, just for that reason. Okay, I don't. I don't. There's good money in it. You can do it, but it's a complete. It's a lot of work. You're running a hotel, so I mean, it's like real work and stuff. So it's not. You said passive. There ain't nothing passive about it. It's not passive income at all. It's active income. So I mean, technically, from a tax standpoint, you could call it that. But it, it's very active. So yeah, go ahead and do that. But buy it based on the fact of what you can rent it for, because someday you're going to end up doing that. But I, I'm, if you want to do real estate instead of mutual funds, fine with me. I do. I yeah. do a lot of real estate. Especially as he heads into his retirement years. Running an Airbnb does not sound like the most relaxing thing to do. I, I mean, you can do it, but it's... Hmm. It's a lot of work. It's work. Yeah. It's... it's, it's um. There you go. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books.
Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.